0: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Catch our live streams and lots of other content there. New show called Finns Nation going to be debuting at the break of dawn every single day hosted by Louis Sung. We've got new episodes of the Jeff DeForest show that are going to be on there in the morning. I'm doing starting nine in the morning on the heat. We've got Dono Drop. Really, we're a radio station now. We got more local content than the local radio station. So check it out Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel. Also, fivereasonsports.com. Spell that one out for all the latest content without a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We tell you about it all the time. It's prize picks. Use the code FIVE. F-I-V-E. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100. That's 5, FIVE. Download it from the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store. Or prizepicks.com, just rated the number one fastest growing sports product in the country. That's where you get the props. You can play NBA and all of the other sports. And check out our our betting partner. It's BetterEdge. That's with an O, betteredge.com. There, use the code 5RSN. You get $20 to play. That's the number 5RSN. Our guy, Sean Rochester, is going to be running a college basketball NCAA tournament pool over there. So go to BetterEdge. Use the code 5RSN. And now, tonight's episode.
1: Down the Yikes, uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, ran bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got them all banned. Y'all seen the block, Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's have the guts. we here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up.
0: Welcome to 5 on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the 5 Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to five on the floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. Uh, Alex and Brady have the night off. They've been doing quite a bit of work. They've also been on our playback feed. So check out playback. That's where you can see the stream of the game and just chill with us. We kind of call the game, but we also tell you stories, give you some inside information. So check out playback. It is free. What doesn't feel free lately. It feels like it costs a lot of time and effort and energy and pain is watching the Miami Heat of late since the All-Star break. There's been one reason to watch. It's Jimmy Butler. That's it. The guy is playing at an insane level right now. And for all of my criticism about the number of minutes that he's playing, which I don't think are enough, perhaps the number of minutes he's playing or minutes being held down to kind of 32 to 34 on a consistent basis is one of the reasons why he's playing at this level at his age. So I'm going to give them a little bit more benefit of the doubt on that. He has been a top 10 player in the league since the All-Star break. In fact, you could argue, if you look at the efficiency, he's been top five. He's shooting 65% from the field. He's playing at a LeBron 2013 efficiency level right now in his minutes. Between the defense, everything else that he's doing on the offensive end, setting guys up, and he is on a freaking island right now. There's only one other guy on this team that you can count on to be consistent, and he didn't play in Orlando, and that's Caleb Martin. And that's not something that we should be saying at this stage of the season. And then you had the situation at the end of the game against Orlando where Jimmy comes back with a deficit, as always, as always lately, comes back, furiously gets them back in the game, appears to get fouled on a three. That gets overturned, but after Spolster challenged the challenge, And then it ends up back in the Heat's hands. He hits a three, Jimmy does, to send the game to overtime. And then everybody on his team forgets he exists. He doesn't touch the ball on the offensive end for three minutes. The Heat get rolled by 13 in overtime by a team that is playing for lottery balls right now. And then Jimmy walks off the court a little early. The Heat get a technical. It didn't matter. And the question becomes, did he do that because he was pissed off or did he do that because he appeared to hurt his rib cage a little bit earlier? I'm sure that there will be a spin on that. But either way, either way, the reality is this. The Miami Heat were not supposed to be at a point, okay, in this Jimmy Butler's fourth season after they've paid Bam out of Bio and Tyler Hero and give Tyler some benefit of the doubt for last night because he was playing through a stomach virus that took him out of the game for a while. They were not supposed to be in a position where this was still so much Jimmy Butler's team, Jimmy Butler's burden, Jimmy Butler's responsibility. And so if he walked off the court because he was pissed off last night, good. They should see that. Because this is not his motherfucking problem right now. It's everybody else. And I know he's trouble behind the scenes. And I know he breaks guys down. And I know that some people in the organization don't even want to deal with him anymore. I don't give a damn. You're paying him a certain amount of money to play at a certain level, and he is exceeding that level right now. Everything else I don't care about. The other guy's got to come along. And so, Greg, as I turn to you on this, we are at a critical stage in the Jimmy Butler relationship with the Miami Heat. I don't think it's at the critical stage of asking for a trade. I talk to people around Jimmy all the time. I don't get that sense I know he has a good relationship with Spo. I know they, they love Andy. They think he's going to get something done. I know there's some questions about why the luxury tax was not paid this year, and essentially this became a wash season. But I don't get the impression he's looking to get out of Miami. But I do get the impression he wants to win. And I don't get the sense that he believes he can win with these guys this year. And I and don't I know feel- what's going to change in that regard. Go ahead.
1: That realization, I think we're seeing it on the court start to manifest itself in him being frustrated. He's been more uh, upfront and open and transparent with the media in terms of what he thought was lacking in certain regards, you know, when he talked about uh, focus and such. And um, so I think that like what comes with the Jimmy Butler experience is the highs of him being able to literally will you to victory, win playoff series on his back like he's one of the few dudes that has the guts to do that kind of stuff for consecutive rounds in deep runs but when things aren't going well it get it can get a little ugly I think the Kyle situation can't help the fact that he has his homie there and that thing has gone weird like that can't help the situation but to your point about him not asking out as I understand it Jimmy Butler is committed to Miami and Miami's committed to Jimmy Butler. 45 million next season, 48 million. Those are the estimates on his next two years before he has a player option. Ethan, like I I just, they're going to figure something out. But what I think this signals more than anything is that, uh, the heat are going to have to make a decision here about not only the guys that surround Jimmy Butler, but also, uh, if you're that close, if you're if you have a player that is even in the neighborhood, like I'm not saying like maybe necessarily on the same street, maybe not even necessarily two blocks away, but in the same neighborhood as Jimmy as Dwayne Wade was as a playoff performer. Why the hell are we not going all in? And so they're going to have to face that question. and I think Jimmy Butler will be asking it the loudest. And I understand why he would. And as a heat fan, as a heat observer, why the hell would you not? Go all in at this moment and so um I, it puts a ton of pressure on the organization this offseason because another year of this kind of stuff happening swirling around this group and then you don't know how it ends so um it's a huge offseason as we i know i don't want to look ahead too much there's still games to be played here but let me just say man when you're going on a playoff run and you go up to orlando and you lose that's not like that's not sharp Miami heat heading into the postseason basketball. It's just not. So uh, so let's be real about it. And I think that that's going to make this organization have to face themselves from the way that they spend, the way that they build, who they keep, who they don't. And um, I just hope that it's not all J- Jimmy Butler-led decisions, but they need to definitely understand how they can maximize him with better talent surrounding
0: I want to add one qualifier here because we can't let Jimmy off the hook completely. Jimmy Butler wanted Kyle Lowry. I mean, Jimmy Butler and his, yep. and his camp pushed Kyle Lowry on the heat and they acknowledge that. Like, it's not like it's, it's not like they, they, they take away responsibility for that. They thought he would be better. It's just that simple. They thought he would be better. Uh, now. I think if you look back now, there were signs, the, the season in Tampa, which I think a lot of people attributed Kyle's decline to not playing in Toronto, a place that he loved the team being out of sorts. It was a terrible situation for the Raptors. Okay. Talented team that kind of broke apart and then sort of tried to pivot towards the lottery. Like, I think we all looked at it and said, okay, well, Kyle's fall off could be attributed to that. Right. But it's not, it's not. Okay. I mean, it's kind of like what Brady and Alex have said about Kyle. And we saw some good moments last night. He can do it at times, but he can't do it consistently anymore and then you add in the fact that he's never seemed comfortable in miami hasn't seemed and I, I, with the organization he's comfortable with the city from everything i understand but also you know not maybe comfortable with his backcourt partner in tyler in terms of playing style and the ascension of hero uh you know in terms of a, a bigger role and having the ball in his hands more and sort of the attitude stuff that played into that and the conditioning and everything else that is swirled around it And the one thing, again, you you let Kyle off the hook for completely is the personal stuff he was dealing with last year. But everything else has then contributed to his play just not being good enough. Like they had one shot to bring in somebody to sort of round out this core, to add a veteran presence next to Jimmy, to go with the ascension of Bam and Hero and then some hungry young role players, semi-young role players, because a lot of their role players are a little older because they they bounced around a little longer. But that was that was the blueprint. When they then- chose
1: Kyle, it was this team, and they kind of knew they were boxing themselves into this team for a period of time, Ethan. You're so right.
0: And he, he boxed them into it in large part. He wanted to play with Kyle. And the one thing I say about that is his chemistry with Kyle, I remember asking Kyle about it and Jimmy about it when the signing was made, and they talked about how easy it would be to play together. Because they've done it on the U.S. team and all the rest of this and their friendship. And the reality is I know that Alex and Brady are going to spit some numbers at me and say it's been okay. But it's never looked right. Like they've never looked – like even – okay, you go up to Dwayne and LeBron who obviously a yeah. higher level here. okay, And they, they were clunky for a while. We watched it. They started 9 and 8. They were in the wrong – they were in each other's way. But there was such a natural friendship and chemistry Correct.
1: there. There that was connection you'd... even when clunky.
0: Right. They knew you knew they were going to figure it out and they figured out ways to do it. So, OK, it didn't work in the half court for a while because they both needed the ball at the top. But then they were like piranhas on defense. And so they would get out on the break and do what, you know, the skirmishes that Spolscher used to talk about. And then, you know, the, the, the Duncan Milwaukee and just like those moments where they would go 11-2 on you, you know, just in a flash because uh, of, of their, their chemistry. Look at the way the two of them used to run the break together. Like we have Brady saying the only two guys who know how to space on a break together are Oladipo, who's awful in the half court. OK, but on the break with Jimmy, they look good. But Kyle and Jimmy don't look good on the break. Kyle doesn't run the whole floor. It's just a hit ahead pass. OK, so it, it, there there's no natural chemistry between the two of them to the point that we were expecting it. It's not as clunky as Jimmy and Bam. Bam. But it, it, it's not a plus. It's not like like the you know the the, the, the the sum is greater than the you know, the parts, whatever, okay. It's not. They, they don't, they're not additive to each other. They're not one plus one equals three. It, it's always been like Kyle's okay. He can run an offense, he can hit a shot for you, and then he became less okay. And again, I'm not gonna blame everything on him. Again, last night, I mean, he was like a minus seventeen at one point, but like he made some plays down the stretch for them. He was better than Gabe again, okay, even though Gabe made some shots. But we can't let Jimmy and his team off the hook for pushing Kyle on the organization event. Ultimately though, the organization signed off on it. The organization signed off on the third year. They knew the third year was going to be problematic, although they figured they could flip it. They signed off on the amount of money. They were competing with Dallas, New Orleans and some other teams. They had to pay the guy. So Jimmy got his guy paid in Miami Pretty damn good retirement package, except Jim, yeah. except Dwayne Wade didn't get that retirement package from the Miami Heat. Basically, the Miami Heat gave Kyle Lowry the retirement package that Toronto should have given him. They yeah. gave Kyle Lowry the retirement package that Chicago gave Dwayne Wade, even though Dwayne would have made more money in Miami because the state tax was lower. But Dwayne didn't want to hear it at the time. Regardless, okay, the Heat ended up doing the same bad business. That they didn't want to do with their franchise player, and that's happened repeatedly. It's funny since 2016, and then again the 2015 you know dispute that led to a meeting between the Arisons and and Dwayne directly because you know the late Henry Thomas and Pat got out of the way, which ended up hurting them the next year because Pat was nowhere around and Dwayne didn't know why. Trust me, I had a lot of late night conversations with Dwayne about where the hell Pat was. Well, Pat wasn't there anymore because they wanted Pat to get out of the way. Henry and Pat got out of the way the previous year to get – and I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, okay, with the Arisons. 2015, they get the deal done, one year, $20 million. The next year, there's all that rancor, all that stuff behind the scenes. Trust me, I was in the middle of it. Levitard was in the middle of it. We were basically negotiating for them, Dan talking to Pat and me talking to Dwayne and his people, and they couldn't come to terms on the whole thing. And then Dwayne said at the end, his text to me was they didn't even try on the last day, they didn't even try. Mickey went to go see him and Dwayne texted me. I said, What happened? He says, They didn't even try. They didn't have more money from. And again, the Heat had legitimate reasons for all of that. Okay. But then, since then, it's like they've been paying for that mistake. They paid for it by paying Tyler Johnson that year. They paid for it by paying to try to prove that they were a loyal, loyal organization. They paid Deion Waiters. They paid Hassan Whiteside. They paid James Johnson. They paid, they brought in Kelly Olinick for good money. But I'm talking about the other three. And then they had to spend the next two, or three years unwinding that, those mistakes, which they were able to miraculously unwind. And I'm coming to this with Jimmy Butler, who was basically delivered to them. By Dwayne Wade, again, just like Dwayne helped deliver the guys. I don't give him total credit like some do. Pat, Andy, a lot of people had something to do with the planning of that, with the closing of that, of Zoe, others. But as Dwayne did with, with Chris and with LeBron, okay? There were others, but Dwayne played a role. So this all comes full circle where the guy who you basically made the big mistake with, who you didn't give the retirement contract to in 2016 – ends up rewarding you with Jimmy Butler, sells Jimmy Butler on this organization. And the organization did its part too in the way that they treated Dwayne when he came back and how Jimmy reacted to that and everything. So they got this gift to make up for all of their mistakes. They got this gift, Jimmy wanting to come. And he has been as advertised or better. Frankly, when Pat said he was a t- better, right? When when Pat, exactly, Greg, when Pat <laughs> said he was a top 10 player on the day he was introduced, I'm like, eh, top 15,
1: but no, when it matters... When that shit matters, he's top 10. He's top <laughs> and 10. And he may be even top 7. <laughs> Correct.
0: Okay, even if he misses 20 games now. When it matters, he's top 10. And I know he's a problem behind the scenes. Okay, more... And that'll all come out after. But, but he's top 10. He has delivered. Dwayne delivered it. He's delivered it. It's made up for a lot of their mistakes. Okay? And here we are, though. He played a role in the heat, making the mistake with Kyle Lowry that they didn't make or want to make or believed was a mistake with Dwayne Wade. And so you can't let Jimmy completely off
1: the hook for that part of it. Like he can't How much complain. do you listen to him? How much do you listen to him this summer, Ethan? I think that that's the well, interesting I, I, dynamic. I think- I think first thing, it can't just be his friend,
0: okay? Like, it has to be – I mean, there has to be more of a basketball evaluation made yeah.
1: about this. Like you bring him options and say, whoa. Like Do you like gets- this
0: guy? Do you like that guy? Do you like that guy? It can't be what they did in 2013 or 14 with LeBron where we're going to deliver you two guys you can't stand and Danny Granger and Josh McRoberts and hope <sighs> that you stay, okay? I mean, it has to be somebody that that he can play with. But I think that the bigger issue – and we'll get to this on the other side of this – is that he's got to be comfortable playing with his number two and his number three, because we are at the stage where they are the number two and the number three. Like we're not having the conversation right now, since the all-star break is bam, the best player on this team. We're not having that conversation. We were starting to before the break, we were having that conversation on this podcast, the three weeks yeah. before the break, bam out of bio, especially with Jimmy's limited minutes looked like the best player on the Miami heat. He's nowhere close. You know playoff right. time. He's nowhere close right now, Greg. And that's the thing. And that's, so when we say it's Jimmy playing with a bunch of G-leaguers, well, that's not how they're paying Tyler and, and and Bam and Kyle. We can talk about that with Caleb, who, by the way, has played a hell of a lot better than the G-leaguer. He's been the second most consistent player on the team since the All-Star break. They missed him in Orlando. I don't want to hear people complain about that re-signing of P.J. Tucker anymore. They got it absolutely right with Caleb Martin. Okay? He's a keeper. You keep him, you plug him in. He can play any role. He doesn't complain. You know what you're getting from him every night. The rest of the guys have maxed out. The rest of the guys have maxed out. I I don't mean that as a pun with Struess. I'm just saying the rest of the guys, Vincent, uh, some Duncan, obviously, some of the rest of these guys, like there's (coughs) the ceilings. We see the ceilings. They're bumping their heads against the ceilings and being pressed down. But you call a guy no ceiling. He's got to play better. I want to tell you about a couple sponsors here of the Five Reasons Sports Network. As we go forward, we always tell you about about the C-Arm equipment that you can get. If you're in a medical office, you need to reach out to them. It's Mobile CM and Staffing Services. Mobile C-Arm and Staffing Services. They rent out the C-Arm equipment on a short and long-term basis to hospitals, surgery centers, chiropractic offices, and pain management offices. And they offer the cadaver lab courses. So reach out to him. Our guy Nelson, huge Miami Heat fan. Trust me on this. Okay. Reach out to him. 561-891-9620. That's 561-891-9620. C-armandstaffing.com. That's c dash armandstaffing.com. Fill out the form and they'll take care. Really good carry. again. He's a huge Miami Heat fan. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com, slash Miami Heat.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread? Soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas.
1: Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to eleven grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports
0: gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. We also do want to mention one more time before we go playback. We'll be back on there on Monday night. Um, Greg will be mon- monitoring it or, or, or we'll have Mateo on in there. Some of us will pop in from the arena, Alex Brady and I just come check it out. I'm going to put it again at the top of the five reasons, Twitter feed, Just click on it. It is free and you can watch the same game that you can watch on your television. The stream is right there. And if you want to turn us off and turn Eric and John back up, you can do that as well. So check it out. It's playback. This is what we're doing now on the five reasons sports network for pretty much every single heat game. We try to stick for the whole game. Sometimes it's just a half, but we stuck around for the overtime the other night as well. All right. So let's get to BAM here. All right. And we talked about it, Greg, on the stream last night. I don't know what's up. Okay. I don't, I don't know what's up because he turned the corner and it's now like there, he turned the corner and now there's like a a speeding bus that has knocked him back since the all-star break. Uh, I mean, you're looking right now at his numbers. He's averaging six rebounds a game since the break. His shot attempts are down from 16 to roughly 13. He's not getting the line consistently. He's not defending at the level that he was. I can't think it's like all-star break hangover. Is it – I don't know. Is he just tired from carrying them defensively the whole year? I mean, they gave him a big to play with in Kevin Love, and their numbers together are awful to the point that I feel like they need to separate him. What's going on there? Because we can talk about the other guys, but they're not really expected to help carry the load with Jimmy. Bam is.
1: I do think that there's some of it that he's just uh, not been playing well enough. And so like some of that can be acknowledged and accepted and understood that uh, likely in these moments when his offense and his counting stats are not at the level that you want them to be, at least, you know, he's delivering most of what you'd want on the defensive end. I think it's been a little bit of a weird season to quantify that when you see them get their ass kicked, um, particularly particularly to teams that are not as good as them. But I would expect him to turn around, and if not, then that continues to be a conversation of if he is not going to continue to take that reign and it doesn't result in winning, um, it'll be an interesting thing for the organization to have to evaluate. Like, can is, is Jimmy Butler so good at this moment in time that you're going to have to go fishing with Bam Adebayo? Um, or is this team gonna be able to to get to the to you know to the mountaintop with Bam Adebayo as the number two? I tend to think that they can get there. I feel like when when this thing is clicking, and we've seen it click before, uh, particularly last season, um, even. Both prior to last season in the bubble when this thing is clicking you see how they work together I think right now it's just so clunky the offense is so bad that it just makes it even look that much worse and you're like how could this ever look functional enough to actually win an NBA championship but we've seen it look right when the shooters shoot and they make shots and 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 things are going right from a defensive perspective they're forcing turnovers all those good things right so um, I think they need somebody to take care of the ball, get these guys set up. So I don't know that it's bam as the issue. I know that after the all-star break, he's been bad. Um, I would just say that uh, there's stretches throughout a season where guys can be up and down. It's a horrible moment to be up and down, but he still has a dozen games to fall um, to kind of change the trend here as we head into what whatever play-in scenario. But Ethan, to your point, like it's going to be loud noises if this is the way his season ends, very unevenly. Because I think ultimately when we talk about Jimmy Butler – undoubtedly the noise is going to be, who are you going to go to get him help? And so like, this is Bam's opportunity. And you know, I want Bam here for the rest of his career. There's a part of me that even would want to stick with Bam long term. But I also understand those out there that see how great Jimmy is and say, yo, you don't know how often you have a guy that could do this and then want to cash in a chip and go for it immediately.
0: Right. And and we were expecting there to be a playoff series for Bam to kind of prove himself this year, that he was different from the player who's faded at times in the playoffs in certain matchups. But they may not even get to a playoff series in the same way that we were waiting to see if Tyler Hero would redeem himself after the postseason last year. We've said all year that pretty much what Tyler does in the regular season, other than what his acclamation was to the starting lineup, didn't really matter because we were waiting to see what he did in the postseason. But if the postseason turns out to be one or two play-in games, what are we talking about? And, that, and that's the problem here. And that's why Jimmy having to hit the accelerator early with 15 games left in the season or 20 games left in the season is problematic because you wanted the rest of the team to kind of carry it with him. To And then, yes, once you get to the postseason, once you get to the last six minutes of critical games of the postseason, then, yeah, then you see – Who's going to join him, but you know he's going to lead, right? But you're not, it doesn't appear you're even going to get there. Are they going to catch the Nets right now? I don't think so. Like, I'm looking at the two teams' schedules. I don't see it. Like, you couldn't drop the games oh. in Charlotte. You couldn't drop the games in Orlando. You're not catching the Knicks, okay? You don't have the tiebreaker. You're too far The vibes are bad. The vibes they're playing are bad. Too much and the vibes are bad. Right? And it's not It's not the same thing as the Jimmy Haslam blow up last year when the team was actually playing well, for the most part. Okay? And those were two grown men who were going to handle their shit. Like, right now, like, I mean, Jimmy's looking around. It looks to me like Jimmy's looking around like, okay, is anybody with me? And he doesn't see anybody and it's it's kind of that it's like that meme, you know, on Twitter where where what was it? it was Will Smith goes into the into the house and nobody's there anymore, everybody's gone. Like that's how <laughs> that's how it feels. And and to me, Greg, if you follow the stock market at all, okay? Which I know that the heat do because it's one of the reasons that they're not paying the luxury tax this year. If you follow the market at all, you know that there at some point there's capitulation, okay? Like when the market's tanking, okay, or in a bad bad rut, you're waiting for everybody to throw up their hands and sell. It's actually a good thing, those days that like wash out where the Dow is down a thousand points. Because then as you have all the analysts come on and say, there it was, there's the bottom. Everybody who had weak hands holding the stocks just sold. And there's nobody left to sell. And now we can start to rebuild. And it felt like that in Orlando. It felt like everybody just sold in that overtime. That that's it. And you you've hit bottom. And so you should be able to rebuild. But then I look around and I'm like, the only damn guy who looks like he wants to actually try to rebuild this is Jimmy Butler. And and so are they gonna climb back from that? You know, you you come you come all the way back first, and you're losing to a team you shouldn't be losing to. You have to, he has to carry you out of that. And then you forget he exists and you're running Gabe Vincent isolations. I, I don't know. I mean, it was capitulation for me. Uh, where i'm just like okay i i don't i don't yeah. see it i I, I don't true. there's not I don't often
1: see it. there's not often uh i guess this will be the last thing i'd say tonight or, or today whenever you're listening to this uh and thank you for for listening of course during a tough season right this is one of the few years where as i'm looking at the schedule wind down nathan i'm like damn this team really needs a break. I need a break. Like everyone needs a break. Like I am not that guy. Like I, I like to uh, embrace seasons within seasons and challenges within seasons and all of those little intricacies within a team. And I like that kind of stuff. Seeing guys develop all that stuff has come to a screeching halt and it's just like, ugh. And That's a weird spot to be in, and I feel like that's the headspace that many people are in that follow, are around, and cheer for the Miami Heat.
0: I feel like we have a lot of people saying to us, we're sorry we're not listening as much, but this team for so many years has been an escape from life from everything covid is a perfect example this team did so much good during covid to get people's minds off of that to give them entertainment right hope all the rest of that they played with joy they played together they moved the ball <laughs> people enjoyed the hell out of that and they couldn't even see it in person they're not enjoying this season they're not enjoying this season and and i and i feel like we just saw it kind of culminate in that And I do think that although I understand a lot of the circumstances that played into the team looking mostly the same that did last year, I do think that this offseason, the organization needs to decide, what are we trying to be here? Are we trying to be like we were? Because I'm looking at the Miami Dolphins, and look, I don't buy into all of it because they always win the offseason and then they lose in the regular season. But they are trying. Like, they are trying, okay? like I mean, they went out and got Jalen Ramsey today. They got Tyreek Hill last year. And, yeah, it sells a lot of jerseys and a lot of hope, and people are going to go watch training camp to watch Waddle and Hill versus Ramsey and Howard and all the rest of this. And you know my feelings about the Heat versus the Dolphins. The Heat have been the class organization down here for the last quarter century. But the Dolphins appear to be trying to win their fans over, and the Heat appear to just try to be get to the finish line and let's reset. And the one guy that the fans – and here's the, – the, I'll close on this – the one thing I polled today, if Jimmy walked off, if it wasn't just a pulled rib cage, if he walked off because of frustration, I said, did he do the right thing or shouldn't he have? 88%. I had more than 2,500 votes on that poll said he did the right thing. The fans are siding with the star. That doesn't usually happen. It doesn't usually happen. That Fans would usually go the other direction, say, no, he shouldn't do that. He should wait for his teammates. But they feel his frustration and they feel his effort. And so regardless of what issues he may cause behind the scenes, they don't give a damn. And I think the organization needs to take stock of that and realize what they want from the organization is the same level of passion, okay, and all in that they're getting from their star. Have a good night, everybody.
1: Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports
0: Network.